Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Achoo! Moo? No, don't worry, I've not travelled through a creaky door, sneezed at all the dust before blowing a trumpet, confusing a cow and making the crowd angry. I only do that sort of thing on a Saturday. I was just playing Uproar, the very funny game of silly, silly sounds from Macmillan. It's a super simple but incredibly fun play, suitable for anyone of any age at all, as long as you can read, match words, and most importantly, make amazing noises like surprised cat, meow, or bubbles, or, um, twit twoo. Can you, uh, can you guess what that was? Yeah, that's right, a sad owl. Twit twoo. Oh, wait, that wasn't me that time. I am a sad owl. Oh, no, why are you sad? Because I'd like to have a go at funny noises, too. Oh, okay, go on, then. If you go to macmillan.fun and use the code CC4K, you'll get a fancy 10% off the brilliant opera game. Um, what sound effect was that? Rubbish podcast host. Oh... As the sad owl, who is rubbish at sound effects, says, head to macmillan.fun and have a look at any of their brilliant, very funny games, including the wonderful uproar. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the code CC4K to get a whole 10% off. Woohoo! I'm a happy owl now. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. And welcome to Radio Nonsense, the comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from <coughs> to and everything in between. Um, I did mean to start the show with a hello, you know, that's what I normally do, but then I thought, hey, maybe I should try falling into the podcast today. Turns out um, it's not that great, but there is a chance that I didn't do it properly. You know, it's always important to try things a few times before you give up, isn't it? It's like the little spider taught Robert the Bruce, eating flies gets very samey unless you add a lot of sauce. No, wait, hang on. That wasn't what it said. Uh, it taught him that it's hard to find pants that fit when you need to fire webs from your bum. No, wait, hang on. That, that wasn't it either. Uh, what's it? Try, try and try again. That's that's it. That's what the spider said to Robert the Bruce. So attempt number one, I just sort of fell off my chair into the podcast, which wasn't really enough, I think. This time, I'm going to climb up this conveniently placed ladder and then give it a go. Why is there a ladder here? That's, uh, that's a good question. Um, Linda? Linda, is this your ladder, Linda? Linda? Where is Linda? Who is Linda? 
Oh, wait, it's only safe to climb up a ladder if someone's holding the bottom of the ladder. But as I'm the only person here, I'm going to have to hold the ladder for myself. Uh, hang on, what if I hold it really quickly while going up it quickly? And then maybe I could do both so fast that I'm kind of holding it and climbing it at the same time. No, I'm, I'm not really fast enough to do that. Um, oh, I know. What if I hold the ladder and all the farting animals climb it and they fall into the podcast? Yes. OK, everyone. Up you go. <laughs> Careful now. Yes, even you, farting eagle, who could just fly up by it's cheating. OK, right. OK, is that everyone? Yeah, great. Now, on the count of three, all of you need to fall into this podcast, please. OK, one, two, three. horrible i think i definitely have to be the one falling otherwise it doesn't really work and and now i just have a pile of squished farting animals um right i'm going to think of more ideas but while i do that do you know what else has fallen into the podcast this week that's right all your emails and reviews Thank you this week to Zavi99, who gave us a very nice review, saying that they are enjoying listening to this show, which is very nice. But then at the end, they say, please watch this and subscribe. Well, I mean, definitely subscribe. But um, how do you watch this? It's an audio podcast. Wait, wait, Zavi, are you hiding in CC4KHQ spying on me? And if so, could you hold this ladder, please, so I could climb it? Zavi? Hmm. Well, unless they were here and then they popped out with Linda. It's a shame. I really need help with this ladder. Um, I've also had some brilliant entries to the uproar competition this week. You might remember that every week for um, some weeks, I am giving away copies of uproar, a brilliantly fun game of silly sounds made by Macmillan. And all you have to do to win one uh, is send in the sounds that I ask for. So in the last few weeks, I've asked for your impressions. Uh, and these are from the game of Angry Whispering, a video game and a toddler tantrum. And Rupert, who is half of 14 plus one years old, he has kindly sent in his versions of all three of those. So in order, here is Rupert's angry whisper. Here is Rupert's video game impression. And he kindly explained that that is Mario Kart as they're all smacking each other with red shells. Um, And I'm really pleased he explained that as I wasn't sure if it was like a Mario Kart style game or, you know, a game about a really annoyed cat. Uh, It's hard to tell, but it was very good. And here is his excellent toddler tantrum. toddler is super annoyed possibly more annoyed than the cat from the video oh it wasn't anyway so thanks so much rupert these are brilliant impressions indeed um and then also got these from finnegan who is seven years old and he sent in his impressions of an angry whisper hello Tiernan. i'm i'm finnegan and i'm gonna make a sound of an angry whisper and then his video game sound hello Tiernan. I'm I'm Finnegan, and I'm going to make a sound of a video game. Oh, I have to say, Finnegan, those are not only great impressions, but I really love that you spent more time introducing them than on the actual sounds themselves. Quality, not quantity, as they say. Um, maybe, did, is that what the spider said to Robert the Bruce? Well, I, I'm not sure, but minimalist impressions are all very good with me. They were brilliant, brilliant whispers and indeed video game noises. So both of you, Rupert and Finnegan, will get a game of uproar and that will get sent out to you ASAP. Um, but I had three games to give away for those sounds because there was three sounds. 
So there's still one left. So if any of the rest of you would like to submit your impression of a toddler tantrum or even an angry whisper or video game, then one of you will win a game for that. And this week, I'd also like someone to send in the noise of. Um, let me just shuffle my uproar card deck here. A saxophone. So get your impossible guff wafters, sorry, I mean grown-ups, to help you record your impression of a saxophone or any of the previous sounds and email those into podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and you could win a game from macmillan.fun too. Also, uh, Zoya and Tess, who've emailed in before, they wanted to send me their own made-up expletives, uh, if you remember from a few episodes ago. So here you go. Here are their made-up rude words. Oh, radio nonsense. It's happened again. Oh, shocky bottoms. Wowzers, those are excellent made-up rude words. And I do hope now, all the rest of you listeners, uh, next time you stub your toe or something goes horribly wrong, you all shout, Ah, radio nonsense, it's happened again. Don't forget, if you want to send in anything, really, uh, but especially impressions, your own made-up exclamatory terms, or most importantly, questions that you need to have answered on this show, do get those impossible guff wafters, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you drop us a line. Um, I also wanted to say a really big thank you to everyone who came to see us at the Edinburgh Fringe shows. Um, we'll still have a few left up there when you hear this. I won't be there, but uh, there's some absolutely fantastic acts on at them. Uh, also, big thanks, especially to the boy who came up after one of the shows I was on and just said, thank you, Widget. Um, and and I, I didn't know what he meant by that, but I very much appreciated it. Also, everyone who came to Comedy Club for Kids at Camp Festival Shropshire last weekend too. Um, that was brilliant, brilliant fun. And, you know, do come and say hello if you see any of our live shows. Um, if you come along and you want to say hello afterwards, please, please, please do. We're normally hanging around somewhere in the foyer afterwards or in, well, I don't know, in the festival. I was just mostly queuing uh, for something like some very expensive macaroni cheese. Um, but anyway, uh, you can find our live shows at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. But most importantly, don't forget, we are doing a special live radio nonsense show at the South Bank Centre in London on October the 26th. So that's during half term for those of you in England. Um, and for the rest of you, it might not be during your half term. So just, just leave school. Just say you're going on important business and you have to fly around the world to ask very silly questions at Radio Nonsense Live. Um, it's going to be me, Athena Kuglenu, Jos Norris and possibly Linda, maybe Linda, who knows? We will all be taking your questions live. I have popped the link in the podcast blurb again too. Right, okay, so that's my to-do list to done. Uh, well, except for the second and third falling test, so I still don't really know if falling into a podcast works. Um, Zavi, can you hold the ladder, please? Zavi? Still, still not here. Linda, could you do it then? Ah, right, okay, let me work this out while you all listen to the most importantest bit. I am very excited to be joined on this week's Radio Nonsense by Charlie George, a.k.a. Chad Geo, a.k.a. Charlie Charlie with her renowned collection of historic barley. And of course, to our listeners who speak Hausa, Wanda Yasan Yada, a.k.a. Taya de Lamas. But of course, many will know you for being the international clothes horse racing champion from 2001 to 2022 for your smash hit song, Ahem, where you didn't sign, where you didn't sing anything as you thought no one was paying attention and for your pioneering research work into why flies can walk, but walks can't fly. Um, Charlie, it's so lovely to have you on the show. How are you? Oh, it's great to be here. Um, I'm, I'm like here with a stack of some of my favourite clothes horses. I brought them along just oh. so that they could... Be here. Some of my champions, you know, the, the ones that I've really raced very fast with. Um, collapsible ones, obviously the most fun. Mm, mm. 
I mean, it's, it's you know what? I didn't want to. It's funny because we, we get we get guests to the show like yourself who've just got this incredible CV of most remarkable things you've done, and I don't like to pressure them into kind of doing the things that they're famous for. But then, like t- to see that selection of clothes horses around you, I mean, it, honestly, it brings tears to my eyes. That is that is amazing. What, what so what's the what's the one to the left? What's the one to the left of you? The largest one. Well, this one it operates on a pulley system. Mm. Uh, it's great for holding pants and socks. Uh, oh, I, I basically balance that on my head whilst running and then pulling the pulley at the same time with both my arms. So it's kind of like an arm workout, socks going up and down as Mm. I run. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Because, you know, horse racing, you sit on the horse, but, but you showed the clothes horse racing uh, sort of, uh, you know, pundits that actually it, it's, it's easier if you put the clothes horse on your head. Exactly. And I find that uh, briefs, uh, boxer shorts, it's stuff that works as a very good windscreen wiper for the sweat mm. that accumulates as you are running within oh a... Close racehorse, you know. I, do you know what? I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, that's that's the sort of expertise that, that, that I'm so grateful that we can have on this show. Can, can I ask, I mean, you know, this might be a really silly question, but you, you've got many different clothes sources there for many different occasions. Do you, do you give them all names or how do you how do you make sure you know which one is which? Well, I like to order them uh, in sort of colour colorways really so this one's like my multicolored one then I've got my wooden pulley one um mm. obviously sometimes I do name them if I get really fond of them this mm. one's called Steve classic classic ah, great name foldable yeah. uh sort of Corsetina style Steve you know Ah, oh, Corsetina style Steve. I mean, I suppose that's the full name, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to have nice formal full names for them, and that's lovely. That's a lovely name for a clothes horse. I, I sort of think it's quite sad people don't name their clothes horses more often, actually. Uh, you yeah, know. and then there's that's just the sound that that one makes. So I've yeah. <laughs> That's a, I mean, great. I mean, lovely. It's a lovely. I, I can, can I ask, you know, as well, because, uh, you know, I, I'm aware of all your wins. I'm not aware of the kind of history behind it. Did you try racing like clothes lines uh, or did you try racing other sort of clothes, like tumble dryers? I did the old school style clothesline where, um, how can I describe it? It's sort of like an umbrella for clothes, a metal umbrella. Mm. Too, very heavy, a lot of injuries. Mm. You know, I yes. had to train very hard for this one. You don't want something collapsing on you. You know, that's just not what you want. Uh, ended up having to use it as a as a javelin to defend myself uh, in, wow. in, a, in a pretty intense race uh, in Wolverhampton. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is that sounds I mean, I'm guessing probably not suitable for a children's podcast to go into the detail on that one because it just sounds quite violent. Yeah, I mean, it, you think violent. I just sort of springed off the ground and actually hit me back in the face, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds. Yeah. Lots of pegs in my intense. eyebrows. Plenty of pegs in the eyebrows from that. Wow. One. Wow. But then quite, I suppose, quite an, like dried out your face quite quickly. If You know, were that an issue? You know, if somebody had a very wet face, that might be quite a good thing to do. Yeah, and it's always nice to, you know, just get a nice expressive brow, isn't it? So, mm. you know, I felt like it helped me there. Absolutely. I, look, I looked a Absolutely. lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all, all sorts of unexpected bonuses uh, coming from this, which is which is amazing. And, well, you know, it's, it's so lovely to have you on the show, obviously, in between, mm. um, I assume, your training for, for the 2023 races right now. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to... I don't want you to have to give away if you've got any techniques. Obviously, you don't want to give your competitors an edge. But I'm guessing you're quite busy with all of that. And and are you up to much else as well? Um, I'm doing a lot of, yeah, closed course hurdles at the moment, just racing around uh, my local parks and things. Um, But other than that, uh, I've mainly been uh, burrowing 
in the ground uh, to connect to rabbits. Right, right. And what's um, what's the is is, is it a, a, you know rabbits in particular? Is it something about rabbits that you want to connect to them? Are you sort of shunning moles and and earthworms? I'm shunning moles and earthworms. I'm going for the rabbit. I've been obsessed with Bunny of the Week for a long time. Huge, huge fan of Bunny of mm. the Week. Uh, yeah. One of my favourite things to follow. Um, and I just think that their buoyancy and spring, that's what I'm trying to work on in my own training as a closed horse race champion. So I'm sort of trying to learn and connect mm. with the rabbits at the moment. I would really like to be more um, springy, I guess, as a person. Yeah, um, well, who, who wouldn't be? It's all those things that would be easier, just sort of like reaching for things. If you could just sort of bounce up and grab them, that would be nice, sort of dodging potholes, all sorts of uh, uses to it, I'd have thought. Yeah, great hearing. Uh, I'm already mm. eating a lot of um, crudités in the summer. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, what's what's one large carrot and another stick of celery, really, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the famous phrase, isn't it? That is that is the famous phrase, and uh, you know, it, you, is that is that where rabbits are communicating? Because like, I've tried to talk to a rabbit, and I'll be honest, it just sort of went, and I, and I didn't get much from that. You know, maybe that's my fault. Maybe because I haven't quite tuned into rabbit chat. But I, I wondered if if there is, are you learning much about the rabbit community? Are you are you what, you know are you learning about their issues, their problems? Yeah, you've really got to watch the nose. I think the mm. nose is saying a lot. It's sort of like its code in terms of the mm. pacing in which it's moving. I think what the rabbits are really struggling with at the moment um, is the, you know, that moles are, there's a there's a, a rabbit mole fight going on. They're not happy with mm. them at the moment. You know, they're just sort of tunneling into their spaces. Oh, um, moles, come on. I know. Like, you know, just what are they like? And they leave those little hills everywhere. They can't just... see where they're going. That's the trouble, no. you see. They don't know where they're going. No, which is, yeah, which then does actually give me some sympathy. You're right, I should sympathise with moles. They don't know where they're going, but they're trying to get there anyway. Perhaps they need some sort of assistance. I, I don't know how you'd help a mole, but may, maybe rabbits should be guiding them. That would know. be lovely. Uh, like a, yeah, uh, like a rabbit a rabbit guide for your mole. Yeah. I, can, well, I wonder if they would hop on the back or something. I don't know. I've seen some tiny little moles that might be able to do that, actually, get some lifts. Yeah, but then you'd have to have bigger tunnels, and then then I suppose the rabbit. I suppose the problem is always it's going to be the rabbits putting in the work, and what are the moles doing apart from making little little hills? It's yeah, little hills. You know, it can't just be a one way thing, can it? No, no, they've got to cooperate with each other, really. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think I that you, like, you could um... direct a you could direct a rabbit quite well with its ears, maybe if you were sat on top of it. Couldn't <laughs> you? Maybe that is. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, isn't it? Because it's sort of like a steering system. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little gear stick. They remind me of a space hopper. You know, the yes. boys, like round, bouncy, when you hold on to the two bits at the top. Yes, yeah. So it's just, I suppose for us, the problem is that most rabbits are too small for such a thing. But for smaller am- animals, they could use rabbits like space hoppers and get around, which, yes, it, I don't know why they haven't, really. Yeah, it's sort of like, it could be like a like a taxi service. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, sort of hop on, hop on, hop off, yes. bus. Yeah, or, or hop on and then it. Hopper instead hop. of instead of Uber, hopper, and then you just. I like that. You, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that. That's a really, it's a really nice idea. I'll actually. go and I'll go and use my nose to communicate that to the rabbits when I next see them. Actually. Yeah, do I mean you know I, I do again I I feel bad that we're sort of giving rabbits all the work here, but um. There are a lot of them, and I don't know what else they they do all the time. So maybe it's a good, you know, vocation for them. 
well, I don't know if you've ever met a rabbit, but they are, you know, they have moments of stillness, but they're very active, you know, right. like they love, sure. they love to be put to work. So actually, I think, you know, you know right. being really, being really up for doing stuff and being busy. Yeah, and there's that rabbit that's sort of uh, famous for sort of batteries, and because they've always got energy, so it's always always ready to sort of work and do things. I mean, it's like, do you know what? It, it totally makes sense. It's an area I hadn't even, much like closed horse racing, I hadn't even considered. I think until speaking to you today, and it's it's very exciting, very exciting to know that this is going on. Is it, what's your ideal? Obviously, your ideal situation is to to kind of gain skills like a rabbit. Would you then consider sort of some sort of superhero moniker? To, to become like a kind of rabbit person or, or maybe would you just sort of take over Easter Bunny duties? I'd love to be a sort of rabbit person. I do find it's very uncomfortable to sit down on my bottom most mm. of the time. So I think if I had some sort of fluffy mm. sort of um, donut style cushion attached to my rear, it would just make sitting, I could sit anywhere I want, yes. you know, yeah. run and then sit, run and then sit, you know, just drop to the floor. I wouldn't even have to think about it if I had yeah. a, you know that tail so that is good would you i mean look now this is quite a, I, I i'm worried about this question but i'm gonna ask it anyway rabbits do eat their own poo would you would you go that i mean because that's a bit much as far as i'm concerned yeah the crudités i'm down for mm. i don't know how i'd feel about the poo the rabbit poo it it's like sheep poo though isn't it it's like little is it little yeah little round dropping balls. yeah 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 I wonder. I mean, if you they could look like Maltesers. I think that's why the rabbits, because the rabbits think, oh, it's a Malteser. Oh, no, it really wasn't. Oh, I've really classic, messed that up. Yeah. Classic Malteser poo mix-up. Yeah. I think you'd have to do some pretty intense reverse psychology. You'd have to pretend that you were, like, eating something really, really nice um, yeah. and, and chocolatey, like a minstrel or something like that, and pretend and try and get yeah. through it. I mean, I hopefully just wouldn't have to, you know, I'd hope that it wasn't anyone that was being so picky as to go, hey, superhero rabbit person. I don't see you eating your poos because like they don't do it with other, you know, they don't demand Spider-Man shoots web from his bum. So like, I'm just saying that there's no, they hopefully you wouldn't have all the rabbit like demands. It's quite an intense weakness, isn't it? Because some superheroes, their weakness is kryptonite, but to have your Mm. weakness is having to eat your own poo is quite. Yeah. It's it's a tough one. (laughs) You you might not make superhero friends because your breath will smell. You wouldn't. I think you also defeat a lot of baddies because they turn up and just go, uh no, that is that is horrible. Uh, yeah, that could be one of my powers is I just breathe my pooey breath on people and they just collapse. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the poo breath bunny. <laughs> I see, I see uh, a future in cinema for this sort of uh yeah. I mean things would be over very quickly. Uh, these are my evil plan. Oh, <laughs> oh no, oh, I'm gone. I'll go back home. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, well, you know, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, it's so lovely to have you in between, as I said, these, sure. this intense race training, um, the, the, the communicating with rabbits, the potential superhero future. Um, and obviously, you know, I've asked you here on this, this podcast because we've had a question sent in that I think you are, you are the expert that can answer it. Um, but before I ask you that question, um, I just need to do some admin, just need to do a bit of podcast admin. Um, the first of which is that I, I don't know if you're aware, but this is an audio podcast. And so most of our listeners will be listening to this with their ears. But as I say every week, if they listen to it with their bums or their, you know, their knees, I don't mind. We, we don't discriminate however they want to listen to it. Um, so I just wondered if you'd got a uh, a favourite noise that you could either tell us about or preferably even make for us. Um, well, my favourite noise um, is something that I do repeatedly uh, a lot. It's a 
It's the sound of a French woman stubbing her toe. <laughs> okay. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. I've got, I've got to get, get in character. <clears throat> oh, la, la! <laughs> wow, that was amazing. That was ama- I was instantly transported to Marseille uh, and, and a very uh, difficult paving stone. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, la, la! Wow. I, wow. And is, is that... Have you have you witnessed that before, or is that something you, you sort of imagined? Where's you know, because it's very well, accurate. Yeah, it is very accurate. Well, that's because the first time I've been to Paris on several occasions, and mm. every time I've seen a French woman stub her toe. Wow, is it a, is it a problem, Rand? You see, it's funny, is it because Paris is known for its beautiful architecture, its art galleries, its food, and I. But is it also known for just really annoying things to stub your toe on? This is the thing people don't talk about with the Eiffel Tower is that yeah. it's very easy to miss, um, mm. and so you you can just <laughs> yeah you can just stub your toe. There's also um, like a large sort of windmill outside the Moulin mm. Rouge. People stub their toe on that all the time. The Cheese yep. Museum, mm-hmm. Wheel of Brie, got this lady straight away. The wind went up her skirt, wow. her foot slid out from under her. She was sliding all over the place. Oh, my goodness. And Notre Dame, obviously, quite easy, as you said, just to fall over its stubby toe. It's, I mean, yeah. you're right, actually. It's full of hazards, Paris. And, you, and that must be why so many people travel on bicycle, because, you know, then your feet are safe. Yeah, and they say it's a romantic city, a city of love, but I don't know. I think that's just people falling over and accidentally kissing, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, but I suppose, you know, how romantic someone falls over into your arms and then romance, you know, how did you meet? Oh, well, I really hurt my toe on a, on a massive um, famous monument and fell into their arms. Like, that's quite a lovely, beautiful story. Isn't it? Yeah, lots of toe-stubbing romances. That's how it starts, basically. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the 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 annoying thing would be then the romance would simply start with you going, "No, I need to sit down. My my foot hurts." And then you, you know, that the, the first bit of conversation would be a bit rubbish. I think. I think it's a good way to find out whether someone's got potential as a love interest. Is can they act as a stool? Yes. Can they? Can they sit? Can they sort of crouch down at the right height for you to put your foot up? Yeah. Yeah. And are, and are they comfortable with your stinky toes? Yes. Well, and that's a big one. That is actually a very big, <laughs> I- important one, because if they if you reveal that toe and they go, oh, no, uh, I mean, you know, and especially in a place that's famous for cheese. Right. If, if they can't deal with the cheese on your feet, then um, lots of issues. Yeah, yeah, there's a very common game that they play there, actually, as well. It's like a thumb war, but it's toes. It's just big mm. toes. Wow. Wow. And is that like a, what level do people compete at that? Is that, is that like Olympic level or is, or is it just a sort of a game they play for fun with friends? It's more fun and local. You know, like how people would sit out on a veranda playing chess. Well, they just do that, but with footstools. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, I'd love to see that, but also wouldn't love to smell that. No, not great. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. There are a lot of cheesy feet competing because that's it. Like if you can... Uh, distract them with the smell you've got more of a chance of getting their toe down in the in the toe war sure yeah and i suppose the issue of course is you become a sort of toe championship but then before you know it, you've stubbed your toe on the eiffel tower and then then you're out as a contender exactly and you've only got so many toes haven't you you can't start moving down to the little ones because no. you know how would you even compete with a little toe that's like that'd just be impossible <laughs> wouldn't it yeah it'd be so hard it barely bends like this little piggy went yeah. to my we know why the end one runs away home because it can't yeah. do anything else it's, it's you know? just rubbish it's so rubbish. i often just wonder why we have them really i suppose it's just it's for it's for um 
I suppose you've got to have something at the end, haven't you, of the toes? But you do sort of think, what's what's the point of you? Really? It's decorative. It's like a full stop at mm. the end of a line. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's like this is the end of your... That's right, isn't it? It's like the end of your toes. Toe, 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 toe. End. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah otherwise we, we just assume your foot went on forever. Exactly. Yeah. Just never-ending toes, like some kind of keyboard or piano. Yes. Well, which is, a, yeah, bizarre. A bizarre thought, because sock. where would you find socks that fit in? You guys, I mean, it's a lot to think about. Thank you. I have to say, your, yes, your yes, noise, noise was amazing, and I really, uh, I, we haven't had a sound anything like that on the podcast. And I hope, you know, for listeners, I just want to say that was Charlie making that sound. We didn't just transport in a woman from France and then uh, forcibly stub her toe. We wouldn't do that. This is not a cruel podcast. Um, so it was an amazing impression by Charlie. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, and of course, the other question I have to ask you um, is: this is a family friendly podcast, so it's suitable for. <clears throat> Every age you can imagine, really. Can, can you imagine an age? Um, 365. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally suitable for 365-year-olds. It's suitable for every age you can imagine. Not 100, long story, but every other age you're <laughs> okay. suitable for, right? It's, it's not worth me going into. <laughs> Listeners are very bored of it. But yeah, yeah. if you are 100, stop. you know you have to stop listening now. There, there will be issues. But Cover your ears. Yeah, just seriously, right? Just They need to stop it. It's, it's actually got quite out of hand. But... Other ages, it's fine. And so because it's suitable for all other ages, I just have to check, right, just for, for admin reasons, if there are any rude words you won't be saying. Well, I am not going to be saying the word fartlek. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. Please don't say fartlek. I mean, we would, uh, again, I think I think we'd probably get arrested, actually, were that said on this show. It's yeah. a terrible word. It's a it's a it's a form of interval interval training that mm. let's just say is incredibly gassy. Yes, yes, and 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 also banned in in many countries, I believe, fartlek, isn't it? Because terrible. just too, too offensive to the people around. No, yeah, just so upsetting, really. To be honest, I actually feel like I need a shower after saying it. I I. I was just even thinking about it makes me sick in my own face. And luckily I'm not thinking about it because you're not going to say it, but otherwise I would be sick in my own face because fartlek is such a horrendous word. So It is, it is horrific. Sometimes mm. I just think, oh God, there's not enough deodorant in the world for, for a word like fartlek. No, no, there, there isn't. And look, I just, I thank you for not saying fartlek. I won't say fartlek. And that way no. we know this show is safe from fartlek. Yeah, yeah. No more, no more fartlek from me. You won't hear another peep um, of fartlek from thank me I, I promise yeah well thank you thank you very much and i, I appreciate that no fartlek here um right now look charlie look you know you're an expert in so many things so many things but this question has come in and i just i think you're the person that can answer it right this is why i've asked you on this show um yeah. and this question has been sent from theo aged six and as i i regularly say on the show he doesn't say six what so it could be six minutes it could be six decades mm. it could be six turtles I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to assume six years, right? We'll just assume. It's yeah, probably yeah, incorrect yeah, to do that, but we'll we'll just have a guess. And and Theo has asked is a is is a kind of double question, but I'll ask them all at once. Mm -hmm. Actually, would you like them? Would you like them one at a time, or would you like them all at once, or would you like them in a very silly high pitched voice all at once? Like, how would you like it? I think the silly high pitched voice all at once, please. Okay. How many poops would it take to fill the sea if you drop a poo on the sand? Will the sand turn brown? There you go. Was that? How was that? Oof. Yeah, that was that was lovely, actually. I really, I felt felt it was clearer. Okay, than it would have sure, sure. Otherwise, yeah. I just like to give the option because some people have different frequencies that they operate on, and I understand that. So yeah, but I can hear bunnies and dog whistles. So yeah. um, so there's there is two there. 
isn't there? So how many poops it would take to fill the sea? And if mm -hmm. you drop a poo on the sand, will the sand turn brown? It, we could do the answers in uh, in two halves, couldn't we? As yeah. a as a person with IBS, uh, which means irritable bowel syndrome, mm -hmm. it means my bowel is very irritating. Mm -hmm. It's just really annoying. It it, it sort of always um, comes up with sounds at at least you know the least inappropriate time. No, you know, I'm about to give I'm about to give a speech and it'll start gurgling and, you know, farting very loudly, you know, like that's not what you want from a bowel. You know, you want no. a bowel that knows when to keep quiet, you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is really irritating. You telling me that makes me irritated on your behalf. Exactly. It's the most irritating bowel. Um, so I am very familiar with what it's like to have poo and poo challenges i do mm. see this as a bit of a poo challenge how many mm -hmm. poops would it take to the sea also lucky for me i do live not far from the sea so i spend a lot of time near the sea looking at it so i can get a sense of its quantity oh that's you good. know I'm really pleased you said you spend a lot of time at the sea looking i was worried you can say spend a lot of time pooing in the sea i was worried i was worried that you you know that's well, you knew about it, but I think you're right. You can sort of look at it and understand its size. I don't poo in the sea. I mean, I've got a poo patch right outside my house. Why would of I poo course. in the sea? <laughs> sure. Well, that does make sense. If you've got a poo patch, you don't need a poo sea. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. I poo with the with the bunnies. Little mole digs down mm. and I just go there. Um, totally makes sense. Mm. But uh, how many poops would it take to fill the sea? Now, if you think about the average size of a poo is what? Like, if you think about a Mr. Whippy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, like night, no, no flake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's other questions that I have for this person that maybe six is six hours old, or, mm, or from possibly. from the from the sixth dimension. Who knows? Ooh. They haven't said. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't even consider the sixth dimension. Um, it, it could be age six shoes. I don't. You know, I don't know what. But you know, who's to say? And this might be why they've got so many questions about things because they they're so new to the world. Six yeah, seconds yeah. old. You know, who knows. Um, what what are your other questions? Because I mean, it is quite. It does say how many poops would it take to fill the sea. They haven't they haven't specified what type of poops. They haven't specified which sea or all of the sea. Or yeah. I mean, they haven't. It's not the letter C. They've spelled S E A. So, but that, you know, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, there yeah. are other questions about it. Yeah. If it's a human poo, it's probably yeah. Let's say whippy size. If it's I've got a little chihuahua mixed with a pomeranian, and it's like they're more sort of. Um, how could I describe it? It's sort of like um like a handlebar moustache. <laughs> like a handlebar moustache poo. Um, right. <laughs> if it's if it's if it's bunny pellets, I mean if it was all these different kinds of poo, I think mm. that you could play a game of Tetris with um especially the sea that we have near here in kent mm. you could have like a mr whippy goes down then a handlebar around it then some mm. pellets in you see and then you can you know you're getting more poo per per bit of sea aren't you then that's um, wow that's interesting so that'd be sort of if we were we were actively trying to fill the sea and you wanted to do it in the kind of most economical way mm. you could tetris poo the entire sea wow yeah different types of poo just yeah, and what, do you think that make it easier or harder to cross? Because I imagine, I imagine it sort of dry on a hot day. It probably will dry out, and you could just walk over. But on on a wet day, pretty horrid. Yeah, not easy to scoop up. And that did get me thinking of bird poo, which is obviously oh, yeah. more liquidy at the best yeah. of times. That's not going to fill the sea. That will just sort of ride atop the surface. 
Yeah, that's horrid. Yeah, that's that wouldn't help it. I mean, I think it's safe to say were we tasked with the mission of filling the sea with poo, which you never know, it could it could happen, especially you're quite important and uh, you know, it may be you may get a call from I I know the king of Denmark is like this is well now what we have to do. I I would suggest yeah, bird bird poo is not the way to And do. of course they'd come to me. They'd say Charlie, yeah, well, you're you as a superhero bunny, your breath yeah. sticks with poo. Could you help <laughs> yeah. us? Could you help us? fill the sea with poo yeah yeah. you know and I'd have to call up all my friends everyone I know who can poo yes 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 and we'd have to do it and maybe there'd be a sort of like countdown as we were trying to fill wow oh so you do everyone poo at once rather than take it in turns (laughs) to poo at the right so you wouldn't because in the Tetris style you kind of have to allot times for poo so that different poos went in at different places but maybe we do like a mass you know a mass pooping. Mm, that is very... Po- I mean, if you've ever been to a music festival, that is kind of what happens at music festival tours. <laughs> it's kind of yes, just a mass is, pooping. And so perhaps... And, and those those fill up pretty quick and, and smell horrible. Yes. And so potentially, yeah, you could arrange something. I suppose everyone could line all the coasts of all the countries that they live on. Yeah. Um, then the inland countries would have to... People would have to sort of get a move on to the nearest other one and and get ready. Yeah, I think get to the edge, all drop your pants at the same time. It could be a very sort of unifying event. You know, people gather sometimes onto the beach and they all throw starfish mm. back into the sea, don't they, to try and save them. Well, this yeah. would just be people flinging, flinging turds in poo, you know, yes. instead. And what a wonder with the whole world together pooing as one. And that's a beautiful image. Yeah. Actually. And like instead of Live Aid, it'd be called like Live Poo. Like poo, yeah, which is beautiful. <laughs> it's it's. Be- I think it would co- bring peace in our times, and uh, and or at least poos, if not peas. And uh, you know, it's a lovely, it's a lovely, beautiful idea. I mean, you know, I I don't want to press you on on the actual question because I think yeah. what you've what you've created is something much lovelier. And and I I mean, I'll, I'll sign up for it. I'm I'm here. I'm ready. I will I will eat things specially. But but you know, Theo has asked how many poops would it take for the And I mean, you know, what are you reckoning? Four. Or more, a bit more than that. I would say a bit more than four. I'd right. say um, about six million. Right. Okay, six million. But we're assuming average size poos. Just six million average size poos probably fill the entire sea. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it sort of bear in mind that there are going to be some whales pretty upset about it. Uh, you know, That's going to be a tough swim for them. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the thought of whales uh, maybe getting some some protective gear, you know, to yeah. try and swim yeah. through the poo. Well, it, it, you know, previously has been sort of save the whale campaigns because they've been in danger, but I think it really would be say to save the whales from a sea full of poo. It's a slightly different campaign, but it would be. I like the yeah. I like the idea of a, a whale in goggles, but it'd be tricky to get around the head, wouldn't it? They'd have to have really big goggles. <laughs> the bit in the middle of the goggles would have to be huge. <laughs> Because their yeah. eyes are at the side, <laughs> yeah. so you have to have like a goggle on each side. But I like they're almost like they need a snorkel. Like yeah. you have to give fish like snorkeling equipment to get through, so that they can get through all of the poop. Wow. Yeah. I I really feel like fish have a raw a raw deal here. Like with with this fish and whales and dolphins and all of the undersea uh, creatures, sea monsters, uh, I'm trying to think what else is down there, um, Cthulhu, the sort of, you know, mer people, they would have a terrible time. They'd have a, they'd have a terrible time. with but, but, you know, Theo's not asking 
Veers not saying we have to do it, just saying how many. You know, it's it's a reasonable question. Yeah, it is tough for mermaids. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that um, you know that volume of poo would be good for your hair. I just no. it'd be very hard to lure people onto rocks <laughs> as a siren as well. If you if yeah. you stank of poo, it might yeah. be quite difficult. <laughs> it's just it's very much like your superhero. Probably. If they popped up and started singing, everyone's like, eh, that? <laughs> that? Oh, I smell of poo. Oh, yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a uh, and wow. sea shanties, sea shanties would have to all be about poo, and that would really, mm. you know, I I do love a good sea shanty, but it's nice yeah. when they talk about shells and other things, isn't it? Yes. Do you think pirates would have to become poo roots? Poo roots, yes, mm. definitely. Mm. Um, poo poises. Mm. What would the a, a poo parrot? Pa, 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 a poo a poo root a poo root. <laughs> a poo root. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. That's it. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think what else you'd have. Um, get, no, I, I, yeah. My only other thought is, yeah, poor poisons become poo poisons, but then that doesn't really help dolph, dolphins. They don't. They still be dolphins. So yeah, seals would still be seals. Like walrus. Yeah. Oh, poon bears. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Oh, it's... poor little polar bears with. Yeah, well, they definitely would go brown, I think, if we did that to the sea. But I think we've answered that. It's kind of yep. six, six, six million is my guess. Um, it's a fantastic answer. And I hope Theo, aged, um, you know, six seasons, is very happy with that. Um, obviously, then the next part of the question is, if you drop a poo on the sand, will the sand turn brown? Curious question. Well... My dog does poo on the sand quite a lot, so mm. I have seen this one. Right. Um, so is it brown that happens? I would say it's more of a, like, um, there's, like, a beijing to the sand that happens. <laughs> it's more, it's more, it's, I'm trying to think of the, the colour. Like, it makes me think of sort of, like, foundation colours or, like, the Dulux colour chart of, of stuff. Oh, yes, uh, because people often think, what, what foundation colour would I like? Sort of pooey sand. I'd like to have a poo a pooey sand face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only pick pooey sand or you know warm dog or yeah. you know wet wet flannel as a colour. So yes. you know all of these different all of these different makeup shades. Um, but do you do you have a pet? I don't, we've got some fish. Um, I wish we had a proper pet. We're not allowed one in our flat. What so happens to their fish. poo when? What happens to their poo? Well. Yeah, it just sort of so so fish just get those very very long poos that stick to their bum for ages and ages and ages and ages and then and then they just drop into the bottom of the tank and then every and does it sort of float thing. through a castle and do a, do a lap and then yeah oh, absolutely yeah, which is the, like the nice it's where you have to get a castle so it does a little loop the uh, loop the poo and then uh, and then it lands in the gravel and then you just leave it there and then and then you clean the tank uh, a, a bit later it's, it's but it doesn't nice. change the gravel to a different color. No, no, it makes the water goes a bit of a different colour if you don't clean the tank often enough. But the the gravel doesn't suddenly all go poo colour. We've currently and got what's... pink gravel in our tank in our tank oh. and it stays it stays fluorescent pink. It stays fluorescent. And what colour is the poo of the fish poo? Uh it, I mean it depends. Sometimes it is as a sort of a darkish, uh darkish brownie black. Sometimes it is a whitey poo. Uh totally depends. They eat wow. the same food every day, so I don't know what's changed it, but um you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I study every one of the fish's poos, but sometimes it sticks to their bum for so long you can't help but see it. So, well, yeah. there you go. And if they're doing laps, you've got plenty of time. Well, exactly. To to exactly. To, to watch the the poo situation. I wondered if they might be green. Actually, I would say that it depends on the color 
of the poo in terms of what colour the sand turns. But I would say your head turns more at the stench, usually. Sure. Sure. Um, than the than the sand itself, and it's really dependent on the you know what what the diet has been of the poo that's landed. I think there there is a type of creature um, that their poos um, their poos will make the sand a certain colour. Hmm. I'm trying to think what creature that is. Well, like would crabs? I mean, crabs live in the sand, so I assume they poo in the sand. So I suppose there's every chance crab poo makes sand colour sand. Yeah, yeah, it probably does colour the sand, and it's it come it's coming out sideways at quite a speed as well, isn't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be so it. awkward for crabs. Just everything sideways is got to be really, really, and like escalators, also all those sorts of things must be really difficult. I just think it's hard if you make a connection with someone and then they just like teeter off. It's <laughs> <laughs> like very intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem rude, doesn't it? But they can't they can't help it. No, they can't, yeah. bless them. But I would say that the if you drop a poo, it depends on the type of poo would mm. be my answer. But if it's a normal, average-sized human poo, it won't make it brown. It will um, cast a small shadow. Mm. Yeah. And it will, <laughs> and it will upset gone. the people sunbathing as well. I think that's point, you know, worth saying that it will upset the people sunbathing. They won't, you know, if they're lying there having a lovely sunbathe and, and you poo next to them, it might they won't, they the won't, sand, but they won't like it. Yeah. No, they won't be keen on it. And I don't think it's the colour that people or colour of the sand that people will be most concerned about. They'll be um, no, concerned no. about the proximity of poo I think to their it. head. Yeah. Can I, can I just ask, you know, if Theo wanted to, because I don't know if Theo's planning like a big art project. Maybe this is sort of art installation mm, with a, mm. a sea full of poo and maybe sort of poo brown sand. Is, is there something better that he could use to colour sand in? Like felt tip pen? Um I think that the one thing that I know that lasts for an eternity that I would suggest all poos could be improved by is mm. glitter. Ah, yes, yes. And then glittery beaches would be beautiful. Yeah. They kind of are glittery in their own way, but often with tiny mm. broken bits of shell and, and all kinds of things that have washed up on the shore. So you could put some lovely coloured glitter in there. You can get multicoloured kinds now, can't you? All kinds of stuff. So I think put that on your poos and roll it in the sand. That would be my... Beautiful. That's magical. And, you know, and I hope, I hope everyone listening to this... Is, we're coming out to summer holidays now. I hope everyone listening to this... Uh... Leaves a little glittery poo in the sand for, for others to yeah. find and enjoy. I'm going to try it with my dog. I'll, I'll, yeah, glitter poop. Very good luck with that. Well, listen, Charlie, thank you so much. You know, I hope I hope Theo, uh, aged um, sort of six geckos, is, is very happy with that. Mm. Uh, I mean, I certainly am. And I'm so pleased that you could come on the show and, and talk to us about it. Um, have you got a, a busy, what, sort of clothes horse training week ahead? Or are you up to something else? I'm throwing about six clothes horses a week at the moment. Um, and then, you know, I've just got to um, try and work on, you know, cleaning my mouth ahead of, you know, planning to be a superhero. It's going to, you know, I'm trying to talk to as many people as I can before my breath really stinks. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to us a bit before. I, mean, I know that we're sort of talking online, but still, I, I, I worry it would sort of fog up uh Oh, it definitely. The microphone. Yeah, it definitely would. And yeah, just Theo, thanks so much for your lovely questions. Um, just maybe keep the poo, you know, just keep washing your hands, Theo. Very wise words. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, Charlie, for that very comprehensive answer on all aspects of poos, the sea and beaches. Something that feels very timely for many of us in England right now. And I do hope that we can get her back on the show with updates on the Rabbit Bus service very, very soon. Theo, I hope you're pleased with the answers to your questions. But if not, do feel free to write them on a large potato chip in an area full of seagulls so they steal it and I never, ever have to read them. Thanks. If you'd like to send in a question you need answered on this show or you want to send in your impression of a saxophone or a toddler tantrum to win a game of uproar or, well, um, you just want to send in anything you like, then please get your impossible guff wafters, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me right here at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. Do also grab tickets to Radio Nonsense Live at the Southbank Centre in London on October the 26th, which you can do at southbankcentre.co.uk or in the link in the podcast blurb. Oh, I really love the word blurb. It just sounds a bit like a burp, doesn't it? Blurb. Blurb. Podcast. Blurb. Um, and come and see our live Comedy Club for Kids shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and grab our t-shirts and book at comedyclubforkids.store. Blurb. There's loads of stuff. Just do all of it. Do all of it all at once. Um, and as you heard, uh, I did manage to fall in for a second time then, thanks to a series of pulleys and ropes I'd uh, sort of rigged up to get me to the top of uh, CC4K HQ and then I just sort of fell off it straight into the podcast. And I have to say, it was a much better than attempt number one. I quite enjoyed it, really. So I'm thinking maybe I just have to get even higher to make falling into the podcast work like really well, to make it really good. Yeah, so uh, I think I'm going to have to get our official uh, Comedy Club for Kids space shuttle and give that a bit of a go. So uh, just one minute. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Two, one. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, I've aimed it wrong. Am I going to miss the podcast and land on the... <laughs> See you next week. I think I'll just start the podcast as normal, I reckon. Stop it. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense. Radio Nonsense. Radio Nonsense. Radio Nonsense. Radio Nonsense. It's the end.